Your creativity is limitless, but you need to know how to protect your craft and your intellectual property. But what do I know? This is But What Do I Know podcast with Chit Suzanne, a space for learning, for healing, and for laughter. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the But What Do I Know podcast. I'm your host, Chit Suzanne, and I just want to welcome you all to yet another episode. It's Wednesday, so we are back with another episode to get you through the rest of your week. So before we get into it, if this is your first time tuning in and listening to an episode, thank you. I hope you enjoy this episode and make sure that you are liking, commenting, leaving us some good reviews on whatever platform it is you use to listen to us. And if you are already in the know and you've already been listening to a few episodes and you're enjoying the podcast, thank you and thank you for coming back. It is greatly appreciated. So with that being said, I hope that you guys are having a wonderful week. I hope it's been productive. You know, I hope you're resting, taking care of yourself, staying hydrated because the weather is getting warmer now. Finally, woo, summer. And the streets are saying it's not necessarily going to be a hot girl summer. It might be like a mild temperature, lukewarm girl summer is what I'm hearing. So, (laughs) so yeah, so I hope you guys are enjoying the warm weather and just, you know, going on walks, making the best of it. And, you know, things are gradually going to open up right now in Ontario. We're slated for what, June 14th, they're anticipating a reopening of like outdoor patios and all that stuff. So. I can't wait. I'm ready to sit on the patio with my girls, you know, bottomless mimosas, (laughs) listening to some music, moving my hips and just just feeling uplifted. You know, it's really, really, really needed. So with that, let's go ahead and get into our clue in segment for this episode. Okay, so for our clue segment this week, we're going to start off on a solemn note again. I'm really getting tired of these solemn, you know, conversations that we have to have, but it is what it is. So, you know, um, as of the time that I'm recording this episode and as the time that you guys will listen to this, um, there's been a ceasefire that's been agreed upon between um, the government and Army of Israel and Hamas, the rebel group in Palestine, you know, and we've watched over the past few weeks as, you know, this there's been sort of a, another flare up in this crisis. And that's what it is, is a flare up because this crisis has been ongoing. It didn't just start three weeks ago. Um, and, you know, I'm not an expert on this. I've done a little bit of research and I have friends that, you know, we've spoken um, about this. But I do just want to say a few things about this topic Um And I am also working on and hoping that I can get a journalist who's also really knowledgeable on this topic and has ties to the Middle East to sort of come on and have a very detailed conversation on this so we can all learn. I'm hoping that that works out, but we'll see. But what I will say is, one, it's not anti-Semitic to call out the wrongdoings 
of the Israel government. It's not anti-Semitic. We can clearly see that even though this, you know, I've heard people say, you know, lives are lost on both sides. Yes, lives are lost on both sides, but we can clearly see who lost more lives. We can clearly see what side took the biggest hit, what side had more casualties. You can see, you know, that Israel is, you know, Israel has one of the strongest military forces and organizations and has the backing of countries, not limited to, but including the United States that's supplying them with arms. It's not a fair fight. It's not a fair fight. And so therefore, it is not at all anti-Semitic to call out the wrongdoings of a government, of the, of the Israeli government. It's not. And I stand by that. It's not. Because if it's wrong, it's wrong. You can call this out. One side is being oppressed. And it is clear to see from research, from the videos that I've been seeing on my Twitter and Instagram feed over the last few weeks, it's clear to see that this is not a fair fight. And that leads me to the next thing I want to bring up is, you know, I had a friend who told me, you know, uh, while I was doing research for a group that I volunteer my time to, you know, she said, Chid, just be careful what words you use. You know, I would caution against you calling this a conflict because a conflict insinuates that both sides are equal in their fight. But this is not the case. One clearly has an upper hand and has had the upper hand for decades and decades and decades and has had international support, you know, for decades and decades and decades. While one side is, you know, seeing harm and violence and a reduction of land and a displacement of people. So, you know, it's also important that we're careful about the words and the language that we use when we talk about this. So that's my second one. Um... Like I said, I'm still reading and learning on this topic, but those are just a few things that stuck out to me. And I feel like for this topic, I'm going to definitely share some links, not necessarily for a call to action on this, because I feel like this is an issue that I don't know if maybe because of geography, because the countries are, bull, are, are really far away from North America, but it seems as though like a lot of people including myself. Like, I know about this because it's something that, you know, it's talked about in my household sometimes, but I don't really know the innate history and all the context that comes with it. And depending on what time you start talking about history, someone argues that one side is right over the other and we're going back and forth and it's such a sensitive topic. And it just seems like you can't even say that one group is being oppressed because then you're being called out by the other group. It's, it's crazy. So what I'm going to do is I'm definitely going to focus. I think this topic, we need to focus on sharing resources for knowledge building. So I'll definitely share some links in the description of this episode for, you know, you guys to just just read and understand the context and the history of this topic more. Um, I'll have some articles, some Instagram posts, some pages for you guys to that are credible to my knowledge, um, you know, that you guys can can sort of just read and un be able to understand this matter more and then go about you know, deciding for yourself a call of action. Um, so, so yeah, that's on the, the Israel and Palestine ongoing crisis. So, whew, shifting gears a little bit, I want to touch on a TV show. It has actually become one of my favorite TV shows. No, it's not Snowfall. I know I said I would watch that to be able to talk about it on this episode, but I have not been able to keep up. Uh, but I'm want to talk about All American. This is a really good show and I've been watching it. I don't know why I haven't talked about it on this podcast, but it's a really dope show. It's, um, I think I'm on season four. Season four, it's essentially about, you know, a young man who has to sort of go between living in Beverly Hills and in his um, LA neighborhood. And it's sort of torn between two different lives, but 
trying to accomplish this dream of being, you know, like a pro football player. So obviously there's love involved, there's drama, there's, you know, aspects of racism and just discrimination. And it's it's really good. I feel like they really do a good job of like of adding the different intersections and the different layers of of storytelling throughout the show. And um, I've definitely, definitely enjoyed it. So if you are looking for a new show to add to your schedule, if you have some free time, you know, things aren't completely open yet or open at all here in Ontario, actually. So, you know, if you want to just watch a show, try out All American. Definitely won't be disappointed. I promise. So finally, for our song of the week, I want to give us something to dance to, to groove to. This is some feel-good R&B. I can definitely see this being played outside when things open up in the summertime. I can definitely see us dancing and moving to this one. This is Back Together by Amorphous and Kehlani. Definitely just a great vibe. Kehlani sounds great on this song. Amorphous did an amazing production job on this. So let's go ahead and groove to this one. Let's get into it. So no word of a lie, I had to take a pause and dance to that one before I got back to record it. No word of a lie. Um, it's quickly becoming one of my go-to tracks on my rotation these days. It just helps to, you know, just get me moving and feeling better if I'm down. So yeah, you guys check out Back Together, Amorphous, and Kehlani. All right, so that's all I got for Clue in this week. Let's go ahead and get into our main segment for this episode. So for this episode, we're going to have a solo main segment. So it's just going to be me on the mic, just talking and sharing some things with you all this episode. Today, we're going to talk about protecting your craft and your brand as a creative or a creative entrepreneur. But you all already know the deal. Before we get into all that, let's get into what I'm drinking while I record. So if you are an avid listener of this podcast and you're already in the know, you know that I love drinking tea and I specifically love to drink tea while I'm recording solo episodes or I love to also share them with guests when I have guests with me in the studio. So I have finally found a black owned tea company here in the GTA to sort of partner with to be able to use their teas to do this. And so today I am drinking the Reset Tea from Make a Moment Tea. They are, like I said, a black owned tea company based in the GTA. Um, and this tea is great. So I'm drinking it cold today. I've actually probably mentioned this in a previous episode. Uh, but it's very it has a very like citrus flavor with it, which is what I love. And because of that, you can drink it hot or cold. So as the weather is heating up, I am drinking this cold while I record this episode. So, yeah, if you love tea as much as I do, trying different flavors. She also has diffusers now being added to the website. 
definitely go ahead and check it out. There are lots of different amazing flavors. Island inspired, but made in Canada. And I've tried like four or five flavors now. They're all great. So definitely go and check it out. And if you want to do so, there is a discount code BWDIK20. I will also put it in the description of this episode. And you can definitely use that discount code to get a discount on tea or other products that you buy on the website. And the Make a Moments Tea website info will also be in this episode description. All right, let's get into the show. Okay, so creativity, being a creative, being a creative entrepreneur. Whew, um, I guess let me start by saying this topic was sort of inspired one by the Joe Budden podcast, um, I guess, beef or fallout, if you will, that has been taking place over the last few weeks. I don't know if you're a podcaster and you listen to this you probably are aware. And if you're not, you probably should be aware. <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting to sort of keep on top of those things to see what to do and what not to do um, in creative business. So I want to say that inspired this conversation. I also have just seen, you know, the increase of ways for creators, creatives, creative business owners to start to like monetize what we do. And some people trying to figure out, you know, how can I monetize it? How can I grow my platform? You know, how do I protect my work? I've seen a lot of like questions and stuff. And even myself, I'm sort of going through this journey and I'm not far along in it, but I definitely think that I've learned some things and just some things that I'm working my way through that I would love to share with you all in this episode. You know, I just think that it's important because we're coming to a time right now, especially in in this part of the world, at least in North America, I can speak for, especially Canada and the U.S., where as a whole, we're finally starting to see the value in content. We're finally starting to see the value in ideas. You know, years ago, you couldn't even assign a value to to content. Years ago, if you started a page, you know, and you wanted to have an online community or you wanted to start a podcast or you wanted to to be an artist, like the barriers and the the sort of hindrances were just a lot. But I think now a lot of things are much more accessible. So whether you want to start a, a YouTube channel or a podcast or just start a creative online community, or you just want to have an Instagram page where you show your art and then gradually monetize it, there are just so much better ways to do that now. Like, I mean, look at Clubhouse. Clubhouse added a monetization feature and I was like, damn, like that was fast. Like <laughs> you can now monetize Clubhouse. People can give tips to moderators and people on stage. Um, Twitter has a, a monetization feature now. So you can now monetize your tweets. Um, and I'm sure Instagram's going to start doing something similar to that. I'm sure Facebook will be right behind them as well. Uh, but I think it's just so interesting to see all these things start to come up. And it's it's funny because as a creator, I'm like, yes, we finna get paid. But then as a consumer, I'm like, Ugh, how many things can I actually pay for? You know, like look at things like Patreon, you know, as podcasters, we can now um, and not just podcasters. Sorry, you know, let me say all creators like visual audio, all creators and creatives, you can put your exclusive content on there behind a paywall, whether you charge three dollars a month, five dollars a month, ten dollars a month. You can start to monetize and make some sort of stream of income for yourself, you know, from your craft. Right. So, you know, Patreon's one. I know people are also using things like OnlyFans. Yes, it is used for other things other than just, you know, more like sexual content. There are people that also have their art 
and um, other forms of content on OnlyFans as well. Um, what else? There's Patreon, there's OnlyFans. Um, oh, and then recently, Apple Podcasts, so Apple and Spotify have launched a sort of exclusive tier system for podcasters now. So us podcasters can now, through the apps, through Spotify and through Apple, now, you know, sort of offer exclusive content for listeners that want to pay a particular amount. And of course, you can tier them. So it's a very similar approach to what Patreon was already doing. And Patreon is just amazing. They've sort of been like a forerunner in this game of sort of giving creators power and access to their their community, their audience and getting paid from that in return, you know? So yeah, this is sort of where my head's at, you know, being a creator, starting this podcast almost one year now, just sort of like growing and learning and picking up certain things and just, you know, seeing what other creatives are doing and learning and collaborating. Um, You know, I just sort of want to share some things that I've learned along the way and some things that I'm learning on some things to do, some things not to do, you know, and we're also going to touch on the idea of, you know, if you're a creative or a creator doing business with your friends. I think that's an interesting thing because that was something that I that got me really thinking after I watched the video of um, of Joe Budden firing his co-hosts. <laughs> that was interesting. So let's get into it. I have a few things to share. So the first thing I want to say is, you know, as a creative, as a creator, I think before you embark on this journey, it's really important to know your why um i was speaking to a friend a few weeks ago her name's rizza she was actually on a previous episode episode called oh yes it's ladies night amazing episode she helped me celebrate my birthday and we put that episode out so make sure you guys go check it out but yeah we were talking and you know she we're talking about fitness because she's also you know really into the fitness world and really into the fitness game and she's great at what she does and she was saying you know like yes some people work out to to look good or to follow trends but for me I don't chase trends and I'll have longevity in this because I know my why and I was like "Hmm, that's dope like to know your why and I think It might sound very like, what's the word? Very abstract and very up here, like know your why, like sounding like something you write on the wall, like affirmations or something. But I think it's so practical because knowing your why will help you know your direction. It'll help you sort of formulate a vision. So if you know why you want to start a podcast or if you know why you want to start a YouTube channel on the days when only 10 people are watching, only 10 people listening, you're going to understand, okay. I know my why. I know I'm in this for the long from the long haul. I'm in this for long term. I'm still going to do this. But if you're shaky, you don't know your why, you're doing this because you think it's a nice way to get clout. Um maybe you thought you just get a couple brand deals and two three videos you're wondering why you haven't gotten a partnership yet and now you're tired. <laughs> nah, it's important to sit down and say, okay, why do I want to start this? Okay, I want to start this because, you know, I want to reach this community. I I, I feel like there's a need for this. I feel like there's something that we got to understand, you know, in our community here. I want to reach out to these people. I feel like these are conversations that we're not having. I feel like we're having too much of these conversations. Let's have some of these conversations. Like thoughts like that should be sort of going through your head so that, trust me, there are days where it'll get hard. You're going to be like, I don't want to post this. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. But I think that knowing why you do it just keeps you going. Um, Even when things are hard, because it will be hard. And it's also important to know your why, because if your why is money, (laughs) 
if you're why you want to be a creator or creative is to make money, I'm going to tell you that right off the bat, you might be in the wrong industry, boo. You might want to go, I don't know, look into something else because monetizing and making money while we are, like I said, on the brink of such a beautiful time for content creators to be making money, it does not come out the onset. It doesn't come very easy. You have to grind. You have to put in the work. You have to build your online community. You have to, you know, be authentic, show yourself and put yourself out there. So if you're just jumping in this because like, yo... I'm going to make this video. People are going to watch this. They're going to think I'm fly. Next thing you know, boom, boom, boom. I'm going to get a brand deal and boom, money's going to come through. Let me just stop you right there because I don't think that's going to work for you. And I would also advise you, I think that you should want to do this for something bigger than the money. So that's just my take though. But what do I know? (laughs) But yeah, that is number one. Know your why. Know why you want to do this because that is what will sustain you through the good and the bad times. Know your why. Okay, what else I got? Let me see. Okay, the next one I want to talk about is being authentic. Being authentic is so important because I think you have so many different, you know, platforms and categories and diversity is good. Like we need diversity. And, you know, as a consumer of content, you know, whether it's podcasts, YouTube, Uh, videos, blogs, you know, online posts, Um, people want to feel, you know, a sort of connection and like they can relate to your content. So be you like add your own sauce to whatever you do for real, because this this will sort of help you like not feel like you have to chase trends. And this is important because diversity is so good. We don't want to have and we we shouldn't. We can't have the same like, you know, 2000 YouTubers all giving us the same content or 2000 podcasts all giving us the same thing, the exact same way. Like, you know, even if you're talking about the same thing, the way that you say it is going to be different. The way you analyze it, the way you break it down, the, you know, even the perspectives that you give will be different. So I think, you know, it's important to let that shine through because that's what's going to stick out and attract people who relate to you to you and your platform. So I think that's definitely important. And I think this is something that I'm sort of, you know, if I'm being honest, I'm sort of struggling with a bit. And, you know, let me be honest, I'm not struggling with being authentic. Like I love myself, the style and the way that I sort of portray my perspective, especially on this platform. That's great. Like I I absolutely love that. But what I think I struggle with is, you know, I have a certain style and a certain brand and platform that I'm building when it comes to the podcast. And Sometimes I just feel like, damn, is this what they really want to listen to? Like, I don't know. And I feel like I like a few months ago, even broke down to one of my friends and I called and I was like, girl, I'm looking at all these podcasters, you know, the comedy ones, the ones that are talking about, you know, who's took whose man and the ones that are very like gossip heavy and like, girl, they're racking up all the views. Like, is this what you guys want me to do? Because if that's what you want me to do, I'll do it. I'll go on an episode and I'll start talking about who stole my man, who stole this one's man and, and talk about this and being really explicit, like we can do that if that's what's going to get me the views. <laughs> and my girls, my friend stopped me and she was like, Chid, first of all, relax. And I was like, okay, okay, I'm gonna relax. <laughs> but she was like, listen, like you have a certain way in which you portray things. And what we love about your platform as listeners and this community that you're building is that you want to cover a range of topics. You're not limiting yourself to only comedy or only serious stuff or only, you know, one thing like you want to cover a range of topics. You have the ability to cover that and you have your certain style and you're also already reaching people outside of Canada. So like, don't feel like you have to be like them. Like what those people are doing is working for them, whether it's long term or short term. 
That's to be determined. But what you're doing is working for you. Just keep at it. Your personality is showing what you're growing. It's going to be a thing. Like, don't worry. Just just keep at it. Like, I'm here to encourage you. You got this. And when I say thank God for friends, this is what I mean. Like, thank God for friends, first and foremost. Okay. But secondly, like, that was so real for me because I think, like, I put my heart into everything that I do. Like, when I do something, I'm like, I, I want to go full out. I want to I want to show it. I want people to love it. I want to, you know, impact things. Like, I, I'm the type of person, like, before I put an episode out, I say a little prayer and I'm like, you know what, even if this impacts only one or two people, like, let it touch someone. Let someone who needs this episode, you know, let this get to that person, you know? So I think hearing that just, like, lifted me and was like, you have a particular lane. Like, you have a purpose. Run your race in your lane. Don't look left, right, back, forward, trying to figure out who's around you, who's beside you, who's... Run your lane. Run run your race. Hmm, I said run your lane. Run your race in your own lane. There we go. <laughs> run your race in your own lane. Um, But yeah, that that really, like, helped me and it touched me. And like, I, I hope my friend really knew how much she meant to me that day because that was real. Like, so... For the creatives, you know, if you feel pressure to bend or to do certain content or, you know, like something happens like in pop culture and you want to talk about it because you think everyone's like, don't feel the need to do that. Talk about what you want to talk about. I'm, I'm telling you because those might just be the episodes or the, or the YouTube videos that do numbers, first of all. And even if they don't, there is someone that's listening to it that has felt an impact from that. Trust me, just do, do what you want to do. Do what you need to do. It's something that you want to talk about. It does not have to be the popular topic, popular opinion. Put it out. Be authentic. Add your own sauce onto it. You know, add your own flavor. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's um with being authentic. Let's see. Ooh, okay. So this is we're getting to the good part. So I feel like the first two, you know, sort of knowing your why, being authentic, those were sort of things to sort of help you carve out your niche, carve out what you want to do. Um, but when you do this and you have now started to, you know, embark on this journey and you're putting out good content and it's, you know, the, the people that you want to attract are gradually coming to you. Then at this point, you need to protect your craft and you need to protect your intellectual property. Because like I said before, we're in a point right now in life and society where, you know, we are adding value. We are able to assign value to content. You know, um, I was reading somewhere in a book. Um, and they had said ideas are the currency of the 21st century. And this is so true because even when you're on Instagram, like once you see a post that that person just had such a good idea and they articulated it in such a good way, you just see the, the likes flow in, the reposts and everyone's like, yes, I, I relate to this. So like ideas are so are like they're so important and we're starting to really see that, you know, ideas, especially whether it just be a sentence, a quote, a word like they are really valuable, you know? So it's important to protect that. So the first way you can do it is obviously copyright disclaimers. So I know for me as a podcaster, my podcasting host automatically assigns, you know, a copyright disclaimer and a copyright code that's attached to my podcast. You know, you also see YouTubers underneath their YouTube videos add certain copyright disclaimers saying, I am the owner of this original content or this is my video. And they'll sort of add in, a statement about people not using their video without permission or not using their content without permission. And this is just simply to protect your work from being stolen. Like you've worked so hard on this content. You've worked so hard 
on on this post or this video, whatever it may be. You just want to make sure that people aren't just taking your stuff and running with it, right? Without giving you the credit. Um, you know, you also see on Instagram, what people do is they'll have their Instagram page at the bottom or their logo. So for me, like every single post I make on my page, I make sure that my logo's in the corner. If my logo's not in the corner, it's probably because my broader cover art is already um, a part of that post, right? So that's one. And then, you know, again, like I said, making sure that you're adding some sort of copyright disclaimer. And, you know, if you're using someone else's work or someone else's like, you know, video, just make sure you're giving them the credit. And, you know, if, especially if it's a, a YouTube video, you also see some some creators will also add at the bottom, you know, I do not own this video. I'm just using it for, you know, for this purpose or that purpose. So that that's number one. And then the second is trademarking. So this is something that I'm, you know, sort of just learning, not not just learning, but starting to learn more about and seeing the usefulness of this um, sort of, I guess, like legal protection. So whereas copyrights are sort of to protect the work itself, Trademarks are really helpful to protect sort of things that surround your work. So like logos, the brand name, these are also really good for phrases. So for example, like the phrase where the money resides, that is a trademark. If you go on the creator who first said where the money resides, where the money resides, if you go on his Twitter page, you will see he has a little TM like beside the phrase because it's trademarked. Um, You know, even Hot Girl Summer, Megan Thee Stallion filed to get that phrase trademarked so that that way... You know, in certain categories, if that's used, she's getting money for it and it's protected as being related to her as a brand. Um, What else? Yeah, even things like like this phrase. But what do I know? <laughs> Let me go find it. I can file a trademark real quick for this. But um, but yeah, so things like, you know, Hot Girl Summer, Where the Money Resides, Um, you know, that's all creative one, too. I believe it's a British podcast called There's Rice at Home. Like there's different like once you get a catchy phrase or sort of a, a logo or a brand name, something that is, you know, tied to your brand, it just helps to protect it in certain different categories. So it's really, really important to protect. Like, again, we're in a time right now where content is just booming and flying you want to make sure that you are being credited especially when we're in a time where things are just getting reposted 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 it's sometimes it gets hard to figure out okay who was the original creator of this content or who was the original like the innovator or so on so it's just important to sort of have that disclaimer so protect your actual work with the copyright and protect the things around it the the logo the brand name the catchy phrases for commercial uses as well um i guess i would say like obviously if you're and again let me just add this disclaimer i'm not a legal expert <laughs> i'm not like you know i'm not an expert in these legal terms i've just really done my research and it's something that i have to know because i'm sort of navigating this creative space right but I guess like for me personally, I would say if you are a small creative, maybe you don't need to file a trademark at first. Maybe you just need a copyright to protect your actual work. And then as your platform grows, maybe if you get that one phrase that is popping off, that is going viral, then you're like, damn, let me protect that real quick so that, you know, I'm, I have the rights to all this. So, yeah, that is, you know, protecting your craft, protecting the business side of what you do, because that's also how you can sort of track what's yours and get paid and, and you know, be credited for things that you do. So, yeah, it's definitely important. Make sure that you are protected and you're protecting your craft. OK, so this is where things get a little interesting. So the next thing I want to talk about, you know, and I, I did mention earlier when we started the segment that I wanted to touch on this idea of, you know, 
friendship and business, you know, can the two mix? Can you successfully do business with your friends? Are they close friends or are they, you know, more of acquaintances? Um, And like I said earlier, this was sort of inspired by, you know, what has transpired with the Joe Budden podcast, with him firing his previous co-host and doing so on air. Okay, so just for context, for those who may not be podcasters, may not be following this this news, um, essentially, you know, there are three hosts of this Joe Budden podcast, Joe Budden himself, there's um, a man by the name of Rory and another man by the name of Maul. Um, and this is a successful podcast that has grown, I guess, for about seven years now, seven, eight years now. And so they had been this underlying like beef or, you know, tension between both Rory and Maul together, I guess, if you will, and Joe. So their arguments, because they had done a response after being fired, um, their argument was that they had wanted full transparency on the accountant, on, you know, what the podcast was making in order to know how much they were actually owed because they are not salary employees, according to themselves, they are profit partners. So they need to know the total amount that the podcast is bringing in in order to know the accurate amount according to whatever percentage they are entitled to, right? According to whatever percentage they've agreed on, on their contract, so on, standard business, so on. So according to their story, this they haven't gotten this transparency from Joe. They've begged, they've questioned, they've asked, they've tried to be, you know, uh, um, they've tried to sort of give leeway and say, you know, this is my friend. Um, you know, we've wanted this for a long time. We haven't gotten it. Um, on Joe's side, he's saying, well, you don't ask because, you know, you shouldn't have to ask. Um, I, this is, this is business. I've helped you guys. I have overpaid you. Um, and I've given you the right accounting according to what my people are saying. So you should, you shouldn't be asking anymore. So this is sort of where they're, I guess they're both not seeing eye to eye on the situation or sorry, I shouldn't say they're both not seeing eye to eye. Rory and Maul are in agreement. The two of them are not in agreement with Joe. So I just want to play a little clip for you guys. This is a clip from a previous episode that had aired where he fired his co-hosts. He later took the episode down and put it behind a paywall on Patreon, of course, to make money from it. But um, I just want you guys to get a bit of a sneak peek at the tone in which he used to address his co-hosts that have been his friends for at least seven years. Let's get into this. He still feels like he has choices and options. He feels like he's entitled to more. Rory, you are in breach of your contract. And from this point forward, you are fired and you're not welcome back. Does anybody in here have a problem that I'm the person that has to say that? Maul, I'm the person that has to say that. The gall of you to think that you are observing the way that I am, to think that I have to come to you about a problem I have with another man. We have things sorely mistaken around here. That's not ego and arrogance. It's realism. That's not ego and arrogance. That's realism. First of all, I dare anybody's child to ever fire me, talk trash about me, air out grievances, put my business out on air on such a big... I really dare you. Because what? How can you fire someone who has contributed to the growth of the success of the chemistry 
that is that you have. That's the reason why people turn your your podcast on every Wednesday and Saturdays because of the chemistry between you three. So to just be so blatant, like, you know, you're in breach of your contract and you are no longer welcome. You're fired, y'all. <laughs> so I'm going to share, you know, what I have to say about this, um, about this whole idea of friendship and business mixing. But I would like for you guys to, you know, you know, keep the conversation going and, you know, feel free to message me on the podcast page at BWDIK podcast. And let me know, are you doing business with your friend right now? Have you done business with your friends? And how has it gone? How's it going? Would you do it? Would you not do it? Because for me personally, part of the reason why this podcast is hosted by me and me alone is because I don't have the time. <laughs> I don't have the time to be arguing with someone on, you know, why they haven't showed up to record in weeks why they're not putting in effort, why they miss their editing dates or their editing weeks, why they're not promoting as hard as I am or, you know, who owns it and who doesn't. Like, I don't have the time to argue. So for me, doing this right now on my own as at a small scale works for me. And I can just have a team of, you know, other sort of consultants or people that help me do, you know, maybe the, the more like visual creative stuff that I know I'm not best at. But in terms of hosting and sort of pushing the content stuff, I just rather do this myself. And if I want to... And if I want to, you know, have more, have conversations that are not solo, then I'll just bring on a guest. Yes, it makes it a little harder for me because I, you know, have to, you know, send out emails to guests or reach out, DM and try to find people who fit the flow of our conversation. But I'd rather do that, at least for now, because listen, <laughs> I'm not ready to argue. You can argue with your mom. I'm not the one or the two. I'm really not. Like, I will not argue with you. I will just close up shop and I will move and start a new, a whole new platform, a whole new project. So that that's for me. And maybe it's my paranoia. Maybe it's something, you know, I need to work on. But I just I'm so skeptical about it because once feelings get involved, it's, it's sometimes it's a little harder. You can that you let things slide when you shouldn't let them slide. So what I would say is if you're doing business with your friend, especially if it's creative, if you guys are, you know, three people, and you're going to host a podcast. If you're going to have a YouTube channel with your best friend. It will start off very fun and sweet, but there will definitely be times where things are going to get challenging. And I think it's important that you guys establish a clear outline. Clear, clear. It has to be clear. Like nobody can say that they didn't know what was in what was expected or what was in a contract or what was in a document. Clear outline of the goals, the direction and the expected effort. Like if you're expected to be in the studio at 5 p.m. on Tuesdays, all parties involved need to be in the studio at 5 p.m. on Tuesday. If you're expected to edit this week and you guys are on rotating weeks, that that should be how it goes. If one person starts slacking, then we need to remind them of their expected efforts according to the outline that we agreed on. If one person is starting to bring in a vision that wasn't what we originally talked about, okay, let's explore it. But are you aware that this is not the vision we originally had? Are you aware that you're slightly shift in our direction and maybe we should think about and reflect on if we really want to go that way so i just feel like clear direction like i can't stress it enough like being clear because even from the clip i just showed i just sort of played for you guys to listen to and if you guys you know are interested do more research into the situation it seems like there's a lack of clarity from both sides like one side is saying this is what they are expecting this is what they want to you know they want to see and one side is saying, well, I don't understand why you're expecting that because this is how business is run. So I feel like clarity and communication, you know, if you want to do check-ins, reviews, like quarterly or whatever, to make sure that you guys are, 
you know, all on the same page, that you guys are, you know, that all the parties involved are on the same page, you're moving in the right direction, you're communicating effectively, and that people are happy. Because sometimes you have one person who is feeling a way, but they aren't expressing it. And then things fester and fester and fester. And then all of a sudden one day it blows up. And then now your amazing brand that you built now has to go on hiatus because there's internal turmoil and people are fighting. So I would just say really, you know, think about that, especially if you're starting small and you want it. If it's a, it's a, if it's a blog, you could probably write the blog biweekly. That's why this podcast is biweekly, because I know it's a it's me that's pushing the content. So biweekly, you know, if you need to take a break, take your breaks on your own time. But at least that way, you know, you're in control of the vision and direction. And if you are going to work with friends and have business partners, then clarity, clarity and communication is going to have to be like at the top like priority when things are being discussed at the beginning and you know make sure that all parties involved are just as invested and want to do this if one person is like i'm dedicated to this like i want this youtube channel to grow like i'm in it like i'm this is do or die for me and another person is like you know what man like i'm just here to support you then right already there's there's an imbalance of efforts that you can expect so if that's okay for your platform for your business then just expect that that person who this is sort of like they're all will definitely put in more effort and more work to push this brand and this this platform or this product more than the other person who's like guy i just come here after work at five i record and i'm gone sorry like you know so just being aware of those dynamics um definitely definitely is important if you're going to sort of mix friendship and and business but yeah again just clarity and communication i think those are definitely key components if you're going to embark on you know some sort of creative venture with friends okay so i think that's all i got for now um (laughs) i hope you all you know enjoyed it took something away if you are a creative or, you know, you are embarking on a creative business venture journey of some sort and, you know, you have questions, um, definitely feel free to reach out to me. I've had a few people who, you know, want to start podcasts that have reached out to me and asked me a few questions. And I'm definitely like, I love to answer questions. I'll answer questions. I'll tell you what my journey has been like. Um, and if it helps you, then great. We, we love to see it. So, you know, I feel like this episode will almost be sort of like a running document almost. I feel like you know, as this journey continues and as I sort of experience more things and see things that pertain to this topic of, you know, like protecting my craft and doing business with friends and just, you know, being consistent and longevity, all that stuff. I feel like this this episode is almost going to be like a running document. We're definitely going to update this, you know, as I sort of experience more things. So definitely expect, you know, some episodes like this in the future after we've, you know, lived a little in this creative space. Yeah, but, you know, I just also just want to add, this just came to me. I just want to add that, you know, um, this takes time. This, you know, if you're embarking on a creative journey, this takes time. It takes time to grow your brand, to build your community, for people to, you know, trust you, trust your voice. And, you know, just, you know, have that pull of the audience or the community that you want. It takes time. So if you're looking for overnight clout, I hope you get it. I, I I sincerely do. I hope you get it. But it's probably better that you are, you know, prepared and that you, you know, have certain experiences and that you, you know, you are equipped with knowledge and you're prepared for the hype before it actually comes. But what do I know? <laughs> but um, yes, I will definitely be updating this episode as the journey of this platform continues. 
you know, and to all the creatives, creative entrepreneurs, content creators that are listening to this episode, just know that your content matters, you know, no matter how big or how small your platform is, your content matters. Diversity is important. So regardless of what category in, we need your content. Um, Yeah, your content matters. And I was talking to someone this week, someone really important to me this week, and they told me something. They said, you know what? Your time will come, I promise. So I'm going to share this with you too. You know, if you keep working hard, you keep putting in the work, keep the faith, your time will come as well. So make sure, you know, you share this podcast with your people so that it gets to someone that needs it. Make sure that you are liking, subscribing, you know, helping us increase our visibility and just continue to grow this awesome community that we have stay safe stay hydrated take care of yourself and i will talk to you all real soon bye for now For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.